Paulson, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. That is the first time I've ever read our intro and not been able to get through it without crying. Like I like I've never read our intro and kind of started crying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I cry often on the podcast. If you're new, welcome. We're super excited to have you. I don't always just start it by like having some sobs. Sometimes I do. This is episode 128. Part of the emotion is as I was reading the line, and yes, I still read it even though you think I would have it memorized. I think I do. Whether it's learning something new and helpful, the whole goal is for you to feel a tad more awesome. And I think the reason why it brought so much emotion for for me today is that's a tall order right now that that can feel like a tall order in our world in our climate in your personal life in your relationship I don't take it lightly and I don't ever say feel more awesome <laughs> everything is awesome everything is awesome without acknowledging I, I hope that you get this that there is a lot of hard. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of hurt. And feeling awesome to me is a miracle. Feeling love, feeling joy, feeling good. So if you showed up to this episode today, you are part of the solution. You are part of the cure. And not to like say that, oh, Eric and I are so great, but the fact that your intent is to feel that joy, to try to get yourself to a place where you can get out into the world and affect positive change. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we're excited you're here. And that's why I am shaking with excitement for you to listen to the guest we have today. So much joy. So much joy. Last episode we did, 127 with Daryl. I have had so many people, neighbors, friends, text me, stop me. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You are going to feel the same way about Stacey Harkey. If you haven't listened to episode 127, don't miss out. Go listen to it. And this episode 128, Cultivating Belonging and Self-Love, Even with the Odds Against You, with Stacey Harkey. This episode, I'm just so excited. But I just, I want, I have a thought I want to share from Yoda. Please do. Before we get into this really, really important interview, and I'm going to share a little bit about who Stacey is. We live in Provo, Utah, which is an incredibly, ridiculously, almost insanely safe place. Mm -hmm. Um, Crime is down very, very, very low. One of the reasons I'm feeling so shook is because Eric has to help me see news stories because I have a hard time with news stories. Um, (laughs) And there, there was... Uh, a shooting really close during a protest. I would really like to point out, not by respectful, awesome protesters, which is the 99.9% of protesters. We've been to some really beautiful vigils and, and different things here in Provo. And this was the the shooting happened and nobody died. And it, the shooting happened really close to my office space, really just really close to the streets I walk and I'm in every day. And that's a lot of people's reality. 
But here in Provo, Utah, that's not usually the reality. It just shook me. It really shook me. All I can think about is this quote from Yoda. (laughs) And I wanted to share this. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. What can I do? What can I, Allison, do? And I got so excited that today, one thing I can do is share Stacy with you. Share his perspective, share his story, share his insights. I've been wanting to have Stacy on the podcast for months. And I feel like divine intervention timing that today is the day I get to share him with you. Stacy is an actor, a comedian. I keep telling him he is an incredible speaker. He is from JK Studios. They have millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads on YouTube. And he was formerly on Studio C. So you're like, is it Stacy? Yes, Stacy from Studio C, from JK Studios. He was on NBC's Bring the Funny. Uh, a sketch comedy competition. They went very far in the competition. But all around, he is just the most lovely, beautiful person that whenever I see, you know, around town the last couple years, run into him at events, I just... I just love him and and feel like we're best friends. So we actually didn't know each other too too well. I thought that we were already best friends. I'd like to confirm that we've been texting about plants and animals and RuPaul's Drag Race. There's so many things Stacy could talk about, so many things Stacy has insight to share. But I really was so honored to hear his insight to cultivating a sense of belonging and a sense of self-love, self-acceptance, even when he has lots of reasons like all of us, but Stacy especially, I feel like has lots of reasons to to feel like those are difficult to cultivate. And he's an incredible teacher. He's going to share with us concrete ways we can have more self-acceptance and and feel a sense of belonging for ourselves. And then at the end of the interview, I really, really love how he shares his heart and how we can help those around us who are different from us or the same as it doesn't matter and can help those around us cultivate belonging and self love and self acceptance and so this is what we have to offer to the world stacy oh the best let's go i'm here with stacy herky of jk studios you can laugh your laugh is so good people oh, need to hear your laugh i have a guffaw a guffaw my sisters describe it they're like oh stacy's laughing honk 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 no <laughs> it's a joyful honk no it's a joyful honk thank you we need more joyful honks in our life i'm here with wait that's so good i Put that on a bumper sticker. Stitch that onto something. Oh, I'm gonna put it on a pillow. Um, of JK Studios, formerly Studio C. Stacy, what I've just been telling Stacy, and then we decided we just needed to start recording. Is yes, he's a talented comedian performer. Would you throw activist into that title? I mean, do you like that's, that's a, more important to me? I'm not like. Yeah. A, I feel like an. I don't. I, I feel like all these titles are not like professional terms that I use, but things that I like trying to do. Yes. I mean, what's the difference sometimes, right? You know that the thing is you just make it up, right? Like you make, (laughs) like what's hysterical is I write like an intro, like a bio for myself and then people read it. And I'm like, wait, that was a joke because my intro says, Alison Faulkner of The Allison Show has made a career doing whatever she feels like doing. And I wrote that and I was like, oh, and then like dead serious, like legitimate people read it. 
I feel like whenever I write bios, I hate writing bios because I feel like it's just gassing yourself up. Like, this is why I'm legit. So I always crack jokes in my bios too. Exactly. And then I like die. I'm like, she believes in air humps and diet Coke. (laughs) And these like very like serious people are saying air humps and diet Coke. (laughs) Like it's a religion. (laughs) Yes. And it it is a religion. Air humps are important to me. Take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. Okay. So Stacy, he's just such a beautiful human with such an amazing perspective. And I thought, Stacy, I thought it'd be so fun, so fun to have you on the podcast. And I was when I was talking to Stacy, I'm like, we're just gonna chat. But concepts of belonging, mm. ooh, mm, ooh, mm, watch mm, out, mm, uh, right to the core, yeah, and self acceptance. And so, Stacy, tell us whatever you feel comfortable, whatever you feel like is relevant. Ooh, yeah. what is this rated, by the way? Oh, we don't swear. Okay, I just well, I even like context. I want to make sure what I'm talking about is not too much. No, 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 no. How we do this podcast is a lot of people listen in the car with their kids. Mm, okay, so that's good so to know. it doesn't have to be. Uh, it can be over the heads of children, over the heads yeah, of babies. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, like, I mean, our brand is family friendly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So people but, can watch it together. But like. I, we don't hide things from children, yeah. but like they listen, and so I don't like say like, like ask. We can or, like speak respectfully. Yes, exactly. Like, to, like, exactly. You know. Okay, so Stacy, what okay. I wanted to talk about okay. is you and Ooh. how pretty you are and how good you are <laughs> and how nice you are. But I have just been, I was able to hear you talk at a, a, a voice, a Black Voices in Utah mm-hmm. event is is the idea, right? And then, um, but I've known you, I've seen you on oh, your shows. at Kiwanis. At Kiwanis. Oh, yeah. I was there okay. at that one. But then I've watched you post some different um, clips of you speaking at Pride Parades. And and you're just, oh, you're, you're just such a talented teacher and speaker. And I just oh was gosh. like, Stacy, I just want to bring you here and butter you up. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yo, and, roast me because I'm buttered up. Yeah. I'm interested in what you have to say. And I think oh, you have wow. a beautiful perspective that people will love to learn from. So just tell me a little bit when we talk about belonging and we talk about self-acceptance. Mm. So you can start as early or as late, wherever you want to. Like, what do you think about those concepts? What has that journey um, and warning? When we say the word journey on this podcast, we do a little ding. Ooh, it's just something we do. Like what has that journey uh, been like for you? We're going to ring up those dings. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, belonging and self-acceptance. It has been a journey. So, yeah. I teach cycling at a couple different gyms. Oh, I forgot. Gyms, yes, you do. And it is my jam. And I often talk about self-acceptance. Yeah. Because like one of like, you know, you get to the like the last song and you're like exhausted. And I'm like, listen, guys, I want to know what you're fighting for. Because I want you to throw it into your legs because you're tired. And I'm, I'm, I'm most of the time, I think people are like, oh, I want to like lose weight. And I want to like... Um, you know what I mean? Like, look better. And I'm no. like, I'm like, listen, no, I'm like, your goals are your goals. I'm not going to tell you what's good or bad, but yeah. that is a symptom of something deeper. Yes. And I was like, yes. it comes from maybe a place of self-acceptance. You want to love yourself. You want someone else to love you. Yeah. You want something in there. And I was like, I was like, what I, right now I want you to just fight for whatever it is you want, because there's a lot we can't control. Yeah. But there's some things we can. And I think when it comes to self-acceptance, I truly believe we all have a desire to belong, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that like comes from like an internal place. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm about to throw some I'm gonna throw some plant analogies out. Yes! Stacy warned me <laughs> that there were gonna be a lot of plant analogies and a lot of um nature analogies, which lately I've been 
super into. We should talk about an, that. Yeah, anim, animal analogies. And then I just Stacy and Eric toured the whole backyard, and Stacy was pointing out every single tiny thing that Eric points out to me. Like, look at this regrowth. Oh, for oh, real? He wants to talk to me about that one tree's regrowth all the time. It looks so good. And so Stacy shows up and is like, "Wow, look at that regrowth!" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I love that." Okay, so throw them out there. Throw them out. I there. am obsessed with. I am. I'm like realizing it. I'm obsessed with seeing things grow, plants, um, seeing kids grow, seeing people like change. I'm yeah. obsessed. And I just told my friends the other day, I was like, I think I just realized I have like goals for them. But I'm like, this is where I'm going to help you get better. And this is where I'm going to help you develop. <laughs> and I just for the first time realized I was doing this thing. Anyways, let's talk about plants and yeah. self-acceptance. And I think I might have talked about this on that podcast with um, Charlie and Ben. But basically... Okay, we're going to talk about some plants. Yeah. You guys know, do you know the Venus flytrap? Yes, the but Venus give fly me trap, more. Yeah. It's like that gnarly, like yeah. has those like teeth. And the crazy thing about it is it like eats bugs. Yeah. Like a bug lands in it and then it like moves and clothes. It's, and, ban- if you watch it, it's bananas. It I mean, really is. We are obsessed with the Venus flytrap. It's so cool. It's like super flashy and it eats bugs. Like we get to see plants move. Anyways. Wait, but I, I, I haven't thought about this in a while. It's a plant that eats bugs. It's a plant, but it's a plant. Bugs, but it's a plant. It is a plant. (laughs) It is not an animal. It is. It's trippy, right? What does it do with the fly? So check it out. The Venus flytrap. I feel like we're on a nature. I know, but but we don't know enough about nature stuff to be like legit. (laughs) David Attenborough, give us some insights. (laughs) So the thing about Venus flytraps is they eat bugs because they live in like really. Their roots are just not that good. They have really shallow root systems. And so the soil they live in is pretty crappy. And so they need external means of support to get like the nourishment they need. I love where you're going so much. Do you know where I'm going with this? I can't handle it. Keep going. So the thing is like the soil doesn't have like the nitrogen it needs. And so they will like, they have adapted to catch bugs and take the nutrients out. Okay. And the Venus flytrap, while so cool, is like such a fickle plant right you change the light requirement and that plant will suffer you change the soil it's in and it'll like freak out um you even like too many bugs and it's like bad for it this plant is dependent on external means it is completely dependent Mm -hmm. okay so flash to another plant this is a good old plant called the zz plant everyone should have one of these because they are (laughs) the plant of steel you can't kill them these plants, you could put it in a dark corner. Uh-huh. It'll thrive. You could plant that thing in straight up dust. Just dust. And it'll still, like, its roots will still do its thing. You can never water it. Forget about it. And it still grows. And the thing about the ZZ plant uh-huh. is the ZZ plant has a root system. I'm such a nerd and I love it. I, I like, <laughs> I'm so I, excited. I already loved you and now I'm just obsessed with you. And it's going to feel like lip service, but it's not. <laughs> okay. But it's not. All right. I'm yeah. going to be like, chill out. Yeah. So the ZZ plant <laughs> has these roots that store like a king they just store nutrients and so when the plant doesn't need it doesn't need support from its external environment yeah. it has everything it needs right in it says we should be sea plants be plant. because this, the the Venus flytrap while flashy and cool needs external validation to Ugh. thrive and that means it's a slave to external means and I'm so tired of yes that. it's too much well the yeah. Z plant Gets all its nutrients from inside and thrives in any situation. And when it comes to self-acceptance, that's what I think is important. Is I think, first off, your support needs to come from internal places. Yeah. Yes, external validation is great. But if you are a slave to external means, 
you know, a change in your environment can rock you. You know what I mean? But Stacy, you're a comedian. I am. And I am I'm a performer. Yeah. I'm not an I'm you, not You for sure are. Thank you. I'm like, thank you for validating me because no, I was, I was like, like, does Stacy think I am? But like, but like <laughs> I'm talk about that. I'm an authentic performer but I'm not an actor but I'm not a comedian and I I'm obsessed with watching stand-up comedy I love improv comedy I I love comedy I think it is one of the scariest things you can do I think it is one of the most vulnerable brave scary honestly I know this is bananas but like I say bananas a lot but (laughs) it's like brain surgery to me in some ways where I'm like it is so terrifying so I love we're talking about belonging we're talking about Mm self-acceptance I want to talk about you yes Mm -hmm. my journey to become a ZZ plant yes from a Venus flytrap to a ZZ and you as a comedian oh man as a performer we're drawn we're drawn to things like that because external validation feels good laughter feels good i don't mean to project me on you but tell me i live for the laughter that's like my currency right right so tell me a little bit about that like you operate in that currency Mm -hmm. it speaks to you like how did you feel okay becoming a comedian like what was that like when you stood up on stage for the first time right like and then was there a point at which you realized you were relying on the external validation too much? Like, I just want to know all about you. Tell me all about you. You know, so my journey into comedy, it was like, I never, I still don't consider myself a comedian. <laughs> Even though that's like, I was professionally paid for years to work for a network to make comedy, to write and so perform. And that's what I do now. a few people uh, the scope and scale, and I know it's like the bio and puffing yourself oh. up. I mean, you've been on an NBC show competition show bring the funny okay that's just one that's like probably the amount of views on that compared to what you've gotten on youtube is nothing so you've been on like over a billion views on over a billion views which is crazy a billion views so so stacy started did you start on studio c what did you do before studio c so i was i was an r so this is my vibe my my mindset is i'm just like down for a new experience. I'll always try anything once. I am just a go with the flow kind of guy, right? I'm not the best at like setting a goal and pursuing it, but I'm just like open to whatever yeah. comes my way. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. Someone could be like, do you want to learn how to do something freaky? And I'll be like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Maybe that's not the best example, but uh, no, it was the best example. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back from like serving a two year LDS service mission. And um, I came back to college And I was like, I'm going to be an RA because I'm broke and I can save money. And I loved it. And I had this kid that was like, I love my boys. Those like little freshmen. They were like my little brothers. So funny. I always had someone to work out with. I always had someone to just kick it with. It was like having 60 little brothers. It was so cool. That is my idea of a nightmare. It was (laughs) like, I want to be left alone. I don't want anybody to do. I really, I don't, I want to be left alone at all times. So you're a true extrovert. Oh man. But I mean, like I had my space, but I just loved having like, yeah. But the fact that you're saying like, I loved, I had people to hang out with them like yeah (laughs) that's really interesting continue yeah so um i what was i saying so you have one of your little buddies one of your ra buddies so he was like hey i want to audition for this on-campus comedy group um called divine comedy and i was like i was like that's great like i'm like i i'm such a like champion to my friends i was like say i'm like i'm never like the head honcho but i'm a great support to that person so if you come to me with something you want i'm like 
what can I do to make it happen? Let's go. And so he was like, I want to do this thing. And I was like, you're doing it. Let's go. And he was like, I want you to do it with me. So I'm not like throwing myself out there by myself. And I was like, all right, let's go. And so I prepped this little weird, uh, like audition thing. Did you do drama in high school? Never. I actually tried to do drama in Texas and they told me there weren't like black roles. <laughs> so, oh, so, wow. you know, fun fact into me trying to get into theater and then wow. being like, whatever. I'm actually grew up pretty shy. I was like very shy growing up, so it's kind of a, it is definitely a journey that I, where I am now. But anyways. Um, Wait, I, I like that sidestep really quick. What do you think that shyness ooh, stemmed from? That's a really good question. I, oh, I was so, I was so, so concerned with what people thought. I mm. was a pure Venus flytrap man. Yeah. I was totally dependent on what other people said. It like buoyed me up, could bring me down. But it also, the main thing was that it made me overthink like everything. I remember... I, w- I grew up super poor too, so it wasn't like I had tons of options, but I remember standing in front of the closet, looking at all my hand-me-down clothes, being like, which one can I wear? What do I do? And what's your family life like? My family life, like growing up or yeah. like now? So my parents divorced when I was about 10. Okay. Like eight or 10. How many siblings? There are, I don't know. I have three siblings. I always say okay. there's four of us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there, I have three siblings. I'm the, almost the last, I'm a third okay. out of four at this point my parents are pretty great about like so we like i lived back and forth with each parent just depending they were like if you whatever you want is fine you just have to have a good reason for it, right you yeah. can't be like mom's mean so i'm gonna go live with dad yeah um and so i was living with my mom at this point well the point at which i was like i just changed high schools my senior year all the little friends i'd worked so hard to gain were just like gone and i was so over caring what other people thought like i wanted to be over it but it's like one thing to want it and it's another thing to like do it you don't just like change that overnight so i started setting some goals in high school i was like you know what i don't have any friends anyways this is like a great chance to like refresh it i remember people in the hallway would like talk to me and i would just like start sweating just like oh my gosh what am i like what am i i was just so nervous and so shy Anyways, um, I found my, um, the first goal I made, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start dressing exactly how I want comfortably and everything. I'm going to wear weird this. I'm going to wear weird that. And I'm going to force myself to go to school like this. Yeah. Ooh. And I never talked to anyone about this back in the day. I just like started going to school with like weird clothes on, which probably wasn't it. Now it doesn't seem that weird to me. Yeah. But I wear like soccer socks. It's a, it's a big deal in high school. Yeah. I wore like red pants. And it was a big deal. Everyone's like, what? Right? Like, yeah. red pants were a big deal. Yeah. What was your high school like? So, I went from a big high school mm-hmm. that had, like, a. I went from a graduating class of 600 my junior to a graduating class of, like, 200. Oh, wow. A little bit less. It was great for my class ranking. It was yeah. in this little podunk town. I went from, like, 60th in my class to, like, top 10, which was great, but I yeah. think that says more about the people I went to school with. <laughs> okay. Was it like a, it was a wealthier, do you know what I mean? Like it was, it, it was a pretty country school. Okay. It was a little, a little podunk school. There were some wealthy people in yeah. the school, but we were like, you know, there were like big trailer parks in part of our town and like, yeah. you know, it was a podunk little, little town called Little Elm. Little and so, Elm, Texas. Uh, but really, I mean, that gives some context for, for showing up in kind of some spunky Every, spunky attire yo, right? everyone was already like they'd grown up together yeah and then i was coming in senior year like senior years of the year where you're just like vibing with your friends right yeah not this guy but i was just like i didn't i felt like i didn't have any friends and i was just like you know what like i'm this the stress and the energy that came from caring what other people thought is like draining it like tears you down right yeah what a waste of mental energy right yeah 
So I just started doing these things where I started like filtering myself less and not like I would be like, you know, F everybody, not like that, but just being like, if I wanted to say something, I would really push myself to like, but how do you think you got that awareness? Most 17 year olds can't have, don't have that awareness. It probably helped a lot to be in the situation where I felt like I didn't have friends Yeah, and to see how much it was to be that like in my own head about what I was doing and what everyone thought about what I was doing. Probably like it like forced me to change. You know what I mean? It's like pain forces you to like acknowledge a point and be like, all right, something needs to change. But often at a young age, pain just forces people to break. Oh. So the fact that you had that awareness, that you had that emotional maturity, I mean, is your, is your mom a really good communicator? Is your dad a really good communicator? My parents are strong-willed individuals. Okay. I think there are some elements, you know, I, my, I'd, my parents had been divorced and, you know, that's like emotional trauma, right? Yeah. But there's just like, you know, life, I feel like we adapt to our situation. Yeah. Also, being gay, uh, plot twist, I'm gay. Plot twist! <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I was so far in the closet, though. That wasn't even close. Being you, gay, but you... also being black, I think, gives you a, a degree of resilience because you just have to like, you have to learn how to thrive in situations where you were not meant to thrive. This is a theory that I've had, but... It... But I didn't know if I could express it. Where I'm like, because when you're an outlier, Mm -hmm. you just build resilience. You like have to. You you literally to to survive. Mm -hmm. And then the some of the characteristic traits associated with that resilience just make you like cooler. (laughs) (laughs) And again, not to like throw people into blanket statements. But and was your high school pretty white, or oh, was it diverse? Oh yeah. so it was super very white. white. Okay, there was like you know, being Texas, we had a um, a portion of like Latino population, like very few black people. What is that experience like? Did you acknowledge or have some inkling of I feel different, sexual orientation wise? Oh man, that was just that was so far stuffed away. It was just that was like down. locked in a chest and yeah. thrown at the bottom of like this dusty basement. It wasn't yeah. even like. As far as awareness goes, I wasn't even like, there were so many things I was worrying about that that wasn't even, yeah. I didn't even think much about it besides hide and lock, lock it away at all costs. Yeah. Right? But the thing is like, you can't keep the lid on a pressure pan. Wait, is that what it's called? Uh, I wanted to, Portuguese wanted to come out. That's the, I hate it, that that happened. Penelope Pressão. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, like a, a pressure cooker. A pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. keep the lid on a pressure cooker forever. Well, and I think if you think of it in terms of I, honestly, it's really, really beautiful when you think of it in terms of like the onion and the layers, mm-hmm. right? Like the first step to getting to what was buried deep, deep down in was I gotta stop caring so much what other people think. A hundred percent. What I love on this podcast, one thing I love to do is give people concrete steps, mm-hmm. so action to take. And so, if you want to turn this into how to get to a deeper place of belonging, how to get to a deeper place of self acceptance, you already gave an amazing first analogy with the plants mm-hmm. is examining how much of me feeling okay comes from external validation rather than internal validation. Mm-hmm. So that's like point number one. Look how I'll turn this into like a lesson that. plan. I like kind of how I roll, Stacey. I know I'm, you're on I'm board, okay? Like, and then if we want to say like point number two, mm-hmm. point number two is you took concrete actions that followed up. So much validation is coming externally. I'm going to stop caring about like what I wear. Because I love that you have a visual of you being stuck in front of your hand-me-downs. Gosh. 
which one should I wear to fit in better? Yeah, to be more accepted. I was like, let's yeah. be honest, none of those hand-me-downs are going to work. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, if y'all could see how I lo- dressed, I don't. Even, I think back and I'm like, why was I tripping so hard? Like, they were all, all janky wear, but it was like, that was a style. But like, at a certain <laughs> point, you're like... I and this reminds me of just a line from Julie and Julia, Julia Childs, and they're saying how they're so oh. tall, and they're like, "We never could fit in because they were so tall, her oh. and her sister." So we just stopped trying. Oh. And, and I feel like you're almost like you're like, "I'm black, I'm closeted gay. Here I am in Texas, and you don't know this yet." And and something inside of you is like, "Listen, Stacy," and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I like you're not this. gonna fit in. <laughs> So just be you. Yo, let me tell you what happened. I can't wait. So I started like doing this in high school. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I was like ready. I was like, I'm going to repel everyone. They're going to see me for who I am. The exact opposite happens. Oh, I'm going to cry. When you start like, I'm I'm serious. When you start like embracing who you are, people that like that will come to you. You know what I mean? Good It's like people. not every flower is made for every butterfly. <laughs> but the ones that work, the ones that want it will come. They'll find it. Good people. Find and you. I found the people that like jive with me, the more authentic I was with who I am, the more I found people that would like work with me. Yeah. And like I was starting to make friends and like I started developing this sense of style that just came from like, what do I like? And it was crazy refreshing. I'm going to give you another point for your list, your to-do list. Yay! I knew once or not I, to do, but you're like steps. But I knew once I started it, you could just take it I away. Know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to hand you the ball now. I'm going to pass it to you. This is the thing, right? Um, you will never get different results if you do the same thing. Yeah. Change fuck. requires stepping out of your comfort zone. Yes. Right? Yes. Change requires, like, if you want something to be different, you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think... Something that's been really helpful for me is I think around this time, I developed this sense of like leaning into the discomfort. Mm. And I'm not saying like bask in it, but just like if it scares me, chances are it's going to lead to some good growth, right? Yeah. And so you have to step out of your comfort zone because that is where everything that you haven't experienced yet and all the growth you're looking for is. It's like out of your little bubble. You've conquered that bubble. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So I love, I really wanted to unpack all your childhood and <laughs> I, you like weren't going to go there. So I brought you there. So I feel really good no. about that. <laughs> and so it. now we can fast forward back to the point of the story that you wanted to tell where you're going to try out for divine comedy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so good at roundabout. That is and impressive. Getting, well, I forgot thanks. completely. I like to also compliment myself on the things I'm good at. That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm very impressed. I'm like, that was a take notes. And and I love, and I love, I love that though. So if we come back to this again, comedy is so brave. Mm -hmm. It's so vulnerable. You've been building this resilience. You've been building this bravery. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, cool, I'll go try out for this comedy troupe. I I think you're a hundred percent spot on. Like that journey from high school to, you know, what is it? Second year of college. What is that called? Sophomore year of college. Um, I was just like developing that trait of like, coming into my own. That was me going from introvert to extrovert. Me discovering that I liked people. Yeah. And it was easy to do just from being myself. Like talking to people. All those kind of things developed to this point where I'm like, I'm not a comedian, but I'll try. I'll try it out. It's new. It's scary. Bring it on, world, you know? So you obviously made it. So we, I audition. I show up and I audition. He, he doesn't get in. I knew that this was, I, I just was like, oh, this poor kid. There's no, he's got no chance. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. I, I, we, we, we had lunch not too long ago because he's always like, yeah, I take credit. And I'm like, yeah. you should. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin McCaffrey, I call him McChicken. Um, <laughs> I'm a nickname person too. So Dustin, yeah. So I get in and 
It's a new world. Everything is foreign. But at this point, I had developed this, like, knack where I'm like, if it's hard, if it's a challenge, I'm driven to, like, want to conquer it. Yeah. And so I was like, I was so humbled. Everything was so new. Writing a sketch. I don't even know how I got in. Being a performer was, I never did theater. I don't think, like. This is insane. I don't even know. Anyways, so I just start, like, learning slowly little by little and you had no back you had no background in this man no but my friends like they everyone was so divine comedy was where i met everyone that i'm in studio c with now okay okay so that's where that group that's where we first met and this was in 2010 11 yeah you know what i mean in college we were just doing this thing for fun in fact we paid to do it because it costs like credits of classes and it was just like a hand-holding process where i learned how to be good at things or get better. The thing with Divine Comedy that's awesome is that we, and we talk about this now where it's like the audience always knows what's funny. And so the best way to But get, how do you reconcile that with not needing external validation? Well, this is the thing, right? Well, it's like, for example, like you can be a master chef and love what you do, but your goal is to make food that people likes, right? Okay. So like our goal, my goal in going out there was to entertain and give people this good experience and help them laugh, right? But I wasn't like taking away my sense of self-worth. I will be honest, I was constantly trying to figure out how good I was as a performer, according Mm -hmm. to how much people liked it or how they laughed, how they engaged. Um, And that is interesting. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Did it not mess? Have you ever found yourself crossing the line of becoming too emotionally invested in your worth as it is attached to your success as a performer. I think... Or are you just like all centered? I think that's, I think that's easy to do. I think yeah. that, I, well, I do are, it all like the time. Phases, no, right? that's, I do that all the time. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> I'm saying like, that's my problem. Why don't you have it? So no. that's my thing. And I think that is a thing that happens, but I... Yeah. Experience helps. The more mm-hmm. you do it right, you're like, okay, you, you, ra- you rack up this list of experiences where you're like, I did well here, which is helpful to know that like these couple experiences... The other ones don't mean that they don't invalidate these. You're just really emotionally healthy. Oh my gosh, thank you. No, but but like you are. Do you know this that? This time, I, I I like to think I am. No, but... you are. But but like, have you struggled with anxiety, depression, like no. mental health? That's what I'm saying. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Listening to you, I would guess that you don't have like a depression background yeah. or anxiety background. But again, I'm not, not going to assume that. Not yet. Who knows? Hey, burr, burr, burr. Like, burr, 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 burr. I'll be back and be right? like, I got but, my but car. But like you're, you more like when people are listening, they, you can usually fall into like a Camp Allison, which is like feelings. <laughs> um, or Camp Eric. And Camp Eric is, you're not a robot, mm. but like. You most mornings are like, there's purpose to getting out of bed. You can see hope. The sun is shining. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's not every day for me. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So, so so strong. Yeah. (laughs) That's like to be able to, oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) But yes, so you're, so, so that's great. That's what I'm saying is like, I'm like, yeah, I can crush it at a keynote or speaking for like three, five years Mm -hmm. and have five years of positive experiences and let one negative experience I'll start to spiral and I have to like do a lot of mindfulness practices and a lot of like self regulation and talk and a lot of podcast processing to, (laughs) to, to get back to like there. That happens with us. I'm so happy for you though. Thank you. It's a process. Well, no, it's a a process process. and not to demean and say that it's not hard or difficult, but you've got like that good, healthy Mm. base. I appreciate that. It's like, it's, it's nice sometimes to, 
hear nice things about yourself. Yeah, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm full of them. <laughs> Let me be a little Venus yeah. flytrap right now yeah. and just uh, mm-hmm. munch on that bug. <laughs> and and so, okay, so, but back to this idea of the external validation mm-hmm. in comedy. And I love where we're going, but uh, is it okay if we do this? Let's do this. I want to talk about you coming out. Yo. Is that okay? That is okay. That decision. They all intertwine. I just feel like it intertwines so much mm-hmm. and it's just... It's so brave. I'm not going to cry and get weird, but I might. Because it's also just like your livelihood is at a network that is, which is BYU television, which is not famous Mm -hmm. for supporting you in this venture, this this life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we aren't even going to touch that. But, let me tell you. But, and, and so you leave. BYU TV and you start JK Studios which is on YouTube we're going to mm-hmm. link to it I, there's so many people that I love and yes. support that they do awesome sketch comedy they're super funny so smart and family friendly like I can watch it with my kids we all watch it together and it's so fun okay so how long ago was it that you came out ooh child that is uh... <laughs> actually I came out publicly December of 2018 okay and I left Studio C in September of 2018. Okay. We left altogether. Um, but even cutting back a little earlier than that, it was like, oh man. It, it, so mean, so soon after Divine Comedy, I'm like learning this, like flexing these like comedy bones or whatever. Yeah. Muscles. <laughs> you don't flex bones. <laughs> flexing my bones. Um, and I'm like starting to have these like realizations that like maybe life isn't going to pan out like I thought it would. Mm. I've dated some amazing women. I'm not going to give them a shout out. That's weird. But I, they, if they're listening, know that you're amazing. And I would have put a ring on that finger if my biology was ready for it. Um, but um, I dated some amazing women. And I really wanted to like fall into this like traditional picket. I was like, that was my focus. I was like, I'm going to get married. And I'm going to like have a ton of babies. And yeah. like, make the world better. Didn't work out like that. Right? Yeah. So there was a point when Studio C is getting to its height. When I was just like, okay, I think I'm just going to be single the rest of my life. In this conservative Christian community, I'm just gonna like move into a monastery and like grow tomatoes and do what I gotta do to you be. You do like, love plants. I do love plants, so it was kind of a, a there was kind of pros and cons. Yeah, you know I right? mean, I don't know if I love this journey for you, but um, continue. Well, yeah. Meantime, I have that pressure cooker that's locked yeah. away, yeah. and it is on the verge of exploding. Like yeah. I am so sad. I I was like, people couldn't tell. Um, but I'm a really internal person with how I love talking about feelings and I love talking about them. But at the same time, I like like to handle things deep down within and I have to and that's not always how you can resolve things. Right. Yeah. And so I think at some point in this, that pressure cooker just exploded and I had to I was like, up, I'm going to go into this analogy. I'm upstairs living my life and I hear mayhem downstairs and I go into this dark place of my soul and realize, oh, crap, I got to handle this. Or it's going to destroy me, right? Do you mind at all sharing, like, what did that look like? And you're like a really, we just said, you're a really resilient person. Mm-hmm. So you're handling your life. You're showing up to work, it sounds like, right? Like, you're not, like, not getting out of bed. Yeah. But what did that, like, you felt sadness? I was really, I felt lonely. I felt okay. um, detached. And I will be, and there were things that, there was perspective I gained after I came out. Yeah. And started embracing this part of who I was that I didn't even realize was affecting me. I had like terrible self-control and I Mm. realized later that that was me turning to 
other means of support to satisfy this loneliness. Comfort. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I was, I was so lonely and it's so funny because there are a lot of single people out there. Yeah. And like, like we know what loneliness feels like, feels like, but it wasn't even like I was able to even acknowledge that or express it. And it was debilitating. I think there are many areas of health, right? There's emotional health. Yep. There's physical health. There's um, there's like all these areas that are so important. There's also, I think, like sexual health, sexual maturity. Yeah. And that's not just physical intimacy. That's even like connecting with someone in a, like, a different way. That's even like flirting. That's even like, I think a lot of our motivations sometimes come from that like sexual maturity place. We want to be a better significant other. And you know? now I'm going to read you. <gasps> Brene Brown's definition of true belonging. You just busted out my Bible. Because it is so relevant to what you're saying. Hit me with this. True belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. And I feel like maybe what you're describing mm. in in that relation to that sexual health is when you don't feel like you belong to yourself. Man. Right? You have better sexual health. You have better sex when you belong and own your body. When you belong to and own your body. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there, there's just more pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, even just to take sex out of it, pleasure. Man. In taste, in feeling, in like textures, um, yeah, I, I can go, de- I can go deep, right? But Girl, that, go deep. but that, but that pleasure <laughs> mm-hmm. in in being with yourself, belonging to yourself, and I feel uh, maybe a little bit of what you're describing with that that sexual health, that detachment from self not feeling at home in your own body. I felt like my growth was stunted. Like mm. I was trying to develop in these other areas, but they're all connected. Yes. I felt like I was trying to like jog with people, but I had this like weight attached to a foot. Yeah. And so I was like, it, it just affected my ability to, con- even with my friends, they were always saying like, you're so secretive. And I'm like, I tell you everything, but one secret. <laughs> they could just tell that there was something like that was preventing us from connecting. And it was, it was mind blowing. So I get to this point where I'm just like, all right, I got to figure crap out. And I had a beautiful spiritual experience with it. That just made me feel so wholesome because like my faith is so important to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, if we want to go into it, we're more than welcome to, but we don't have to also. But anyways, I, um, yeah, I just started, I made the goal, scary place. I was like, all right, I'm going to start figuring out what it means to embrace myself. Remember Studio C is at, at its height. And as I'm contemplating what it means to be gay and to be authentic, because authenticity, believe it or not, was a huge part of my platform to this day. Yeah. I realized that like, I might lose everything, (laughs) everything I'd worked for this like terrain that I just like totally felt like I conquered. I might lose it all. People would constantly be like, thank you for being the the Christian example to my children. Thank you for being the like this. And also to give this even more context, you're raised... A member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day yeah. Saints. Well, one parent is, uh, so after my parents divorced, one went back to the Baptist church. So okay. like Southern Baptist. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. And like LDS. Mormon. For yeah, those Mormon. of you. Yeah, Mormon. And these are not famously religions. Nope. They're like, bring us your gays. It was like the the powers combined and made this yeah. tornado and, of and like. And the reason I bring that up is because 
that is, okay, not just your job, not just your livelihood, not just your friends, not just your relationships, but your connection to the divine. It's my very culture. Your, and like, your culture, your mm. core. And and one thing that I think people maybe don't understand that I think is a little bit different about Mormonism is it's very, very cultural. It is, it's not just, it's, it's, it's more like Judaism. I, I always say that. It's like than anything else. There's a faith and a culture. You can leave the quote unquote religion, but you can't, especially if your family is rooted in the culture, you don't just get to like say, oh, I'm done now. And so we have a whole episode on faith transitions. And again, we don't even even need to unpack that there, but just to give context, because it is the, it is the details, it is the specific details of our life that mm-hmm. we connect and, and I know that there are so many people listening who, who don't have your exact same experience, but, but know this exact feeling of there's something locked inside of me that I am not being true to. Mm. And am I supposed to just break all ties with everything that I know, regardless of whether what you know is the same as what Stacy and I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is such a scary place. So, really so you're right there. Let's, but let's add your job and your livelihood it's- and your profession family, everything, everything, everything. And I will be honest, but for me, I feel like I had to take it to where the nucleus of my faith was, right? Which is in no person or institution. Mm-hmm. It's in my, you know, my relationship with the divine. Yeah. And for whatever you believe, that could be whatever. But for me, it was like, I like a God out there that loves me. And I thought, hated this part of me. And so I legitimately, for the first time in my life, realized I just begged God to fix it. And I'd never like asked him what he thought about it mm-hmm. or her, whatever. Um, and so I like prayed about it and for the first time felt so good about who I was. I felt so much peace. I felt so yeah. much contentment. I felt so much acceptance. It was like, it was, it was massive for me. And I figured out at that moment, I told myself and I told God, I was like, listen, if you, ha- if I have your support, no one can stop me. No one, I don't care what man, what authority, what, no one can stop me. If I got your support, I'm good. And I've tried to back it up with how I move through my life and stuff and interact with this community and everything. But there begins the journey of like, okay, so how do I do this? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I, this was so beautiful. You prayed for so long for God to fix it. I was like, take this thorn from my side. Fix me, please. And then what do you think your prayer changed to? It changed to like... I, I honestly, okay, I'm going to be really honest. Um, I prayed and I was like, do I have to, I was like, God, what should I do? Yeah. I'm like hurting right now. I'm in so much pain. Do I adhere to these things that I felt like have helped make my life better in ways? This like faith that I've developed um, and ignore this part of who I am? Or do I embrace my sexuality and like leave everything that it means so much to me behind? Hmm. And with that, like, I feel like what I felt at that time was that that was a dilemma that I was giving myself. Oh my gosh. Like for real. I don't know. I, I just, I felt like it was something that I was telling myself and never at one point did, did God want me to think like that? Man's dilemma, not God's dilemma. Yeah. And so I, I was like, I felt so thankful to be like, I can take all these beautiful things I've learned and these beautiful things that help me be a better person and I can just add my sexuality to it and I can like... 
I don't know. It was like so empowering. <laughs> like you don't have to like leave that. That's like, that's like something man tells you is you have to like leave those things behind. Who makes these rules? You know, not to make it all tie up too nicely with a bow, but um, <laughs> fix me to help me understand and mm-hmm. accept me. Right? Yo, I talk about this in my cycle class all the time. I'm like, listen, guys. We're 30 minutes Where do you in. teach spin? I teach spin at the Provo Rec Center and the Springville Rec Center, the Clyde. Okay, so if anybody needs to go <laughs> take a spin class with Stacy and you live in Utah Valley, he's at the Springville Rec Center and the Provo Rec Guys, Center. Guys, we party and we, we get I'm to gonna the heart. I'm going to come to your class. You should. I do love spinning. Um, I have an injury that it's a little rough on. It's mm. like a, a shoulder thing, but I can go occasionally. So It's just like, take yeah. it. Do, do. I love spin. I'm like Widow's Might with spin. I'm like, bring what you got. It's yeah. enough. <laughs> It's enough. <laughs> but I tell people all the time, it's like the goal in this class is not to pretend like you're not tired. It's not to pretend like you're not feeling things. No, 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 no. We welcome pain. We welcome these feelings like old friends. We acknowledge them. We put them where they belong. And then we walk with them. Ugh. We throw them on our back and we keep going. Except, and it's like, it's except. like life. It's life. You, <sighs> it's like, we don't, we don't take these things and sweep them under the rug. We yeah. don't take the, the trauma we go through. I mean, maybe we want to handle that at a different time, but yeah. we, 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 we acknowledge these things and then we keep going. And sometimes that could be a process to figure out how to keep going, but we will keep going, you know? Yeah. That's like where we go. So you get to this point where you're like, it's not an either or scenario. Yeah. I'm Stacy. And how has that been for you? Man. <laughs> so I started coming out to my bestest of friends, which includes yeah. my everyone I work with at JK Studios. Yeah. I am... Oh, let me... T- I was so excited. I scheduled time with every single person. I sat down in front of them and I was like... I, it was so exciting because every conversation I had brought me closer and I was addicted to it. Oh my god! When gosh. do you have the opportunity to share like a deep, deep secret that no one knows that's going to strengthen your relationships and it's not bad? Yeah. I was like, it was so... This like I felt like it was so cool and I grew closer to everyone. Uh, and, but- and one of the, let's say the symptoms that mm. presented itself of this you know, sickness of holding something deep inside, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna say like, there's a sickness, and the sickness is that something is being locked deep inside you. And one of the symptoms, right? Like a symptom of wanting to lose ten pounds isn't just because you want to lose mm-hmm. ten pounds. It's a symptom of something else, right? Yo. And and so the symptom was that loneliness. And so it's just so beautiful that in the conversation, the loneliness started to subside. Now it I feel, did. I feel like. Uh, this is your experience so it's your experience but like was it all roses and rainbows no i mean there was you know what i i legitimately had a list of pros and cons yeah and so i was ready and i put the worst of the worst that could happen yeah it didn't happen so it was like i I had i had expectations for my life to crumble yeah and it was shooketh a bit but it didn't crumble (laughs) she shooketh so i think I expected a lot worse, to be honest. And mm-hmm. so there were some upsets here and there. And there yeah. were, my parents, you know, had an interesting time. I'm also like, I was also 29, 30 when I was coming out to them. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I'm done pretending for other people. You can accept it or you can't. Yeah. That's your choice. My mom at one point, she, my parents are great. They were like, these are Southern black people that are, <laughs> you know, like they, they aren't here to be like, you know, anyways, <laughs> My my dad was just like, I'm so glad you could talk to me now. And I'm sorry I had to carry that. Great. I was surprised. My mom, wow. 
was like, I love you and will always love you, but you can't bring that into my house. And I was like, mom, you know what? That's your home and I respect you, but maybe I won't see you for a while because you can't expect me to leave 25% of myself at your door. You can't expect me to like chop an arm off and not bring it in. So you can either take me or not. And that's your choice. She called me back later and she was like, I'll make the bouquet at the wedding. I'm in. (laughs) She literally like prayed about it too. And she was like, I felt chastised. That was wrong. She's very humble. That is so beautiful. Isn't that great? I'm sorry I get weird and start crying. I made made a new resolution. I was not going to apologize for my emotions anymore. So (laughs) listen, I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm forgiving myself and we're moving on. Thank you so much for me saying you got to share whatever you want, but then me saying share that and you did. I love it. (laughs) I am. You don't. After I came out, I there's literally no secrets. Yeah, literally no secrets. And it was, y'all, the changes have been so positive. Like, when I tell you I was turning to things to satisfy that loneliness or to satisfy that, like, aching I had, like, I would overeat, I would, I was consuming tons of porn, like, just being honest, right? Yeah. Cut that out if you want to, I don't know. No. But, um, like, it, it, like, changed. I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm, like, a perfect person, but, like, I don't overeat like I used to. And I, let me tell you, I love to pack it down. Yeah. And like, I'm not turning to pornography to satisfy this like ache anymore. And it's like, it's crazy to be like, to see how things have changed. My connections with my friends has grown deeper. They've even pointed out, they're like, yeah, it doesn't feel like you have this little wall up anymore. It's like been so positive. By their fruits, you shall know them. And the fruits have been amazing. It's been so positive. And I've had different religious leaders that were like, hey, listen, that's not good. And I'm like, hey, I, I acknowledge And I've said this to two different religious leaders that I love and respect, but I was like, listen, you do what you feel is right. I will will respect that. I won't fault you for that. I'm going to do what I feel is right. If they align, that's great. If not, good luck. Because I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to fault you for doing your thing. But like, I'm doing what, I'm telling you, once I feel like I had big man support upstairs, ain't nobody standing in my way. You're so good at life. <laughs> no. You're so good at life. So, so again, just thank you. This is just so special. Oh. I just can't think of a better word. It's just so special to get to hear this story and share it. I have always just felt such a love for the gay community. I really appreciate you being on here so that like I can just really clearly say how much I support and love you and how much I support and love your journey and the journey of anybody in a similar place as you. That's what I believe. Thank you. I I appreciate, I just really, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I know we're at the end of June, which is pride month. And so I love that we were able to, to pull this together There's kind of two ways, I think, of looking at this. And the first way, which is kind of what we've been talking about, is coming to that self-acceptance, belonging Mm. yourself. and Embrace yourself. Embrace yourself. I feel like we've given some good concrete tips for how Mm -hmm. to do that. Now let's flip it. (gasps) Let's flip it just really quick. I love it. How can I support you? How can people who are listening support somebody else in their life who might feel different an Mm -hmm. outlier or like they need support what is is there a concrete example of something that somebody said or did or that you wish more people could do or would do to just 
support somebody in their journey of claiming their true selves. Yeah. I think, and I think there's an interesting intersection with me of being black and gay, right? Yeah. And I think something that's been really helpful with being gay is that it's not my first rodeo as a minority. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And I could hide being gay. I couldn't hide being black. Yeah. <laughs> this, I think this is really interesting. My theory on it, my thoughts are that um, you, you have to try to gain a different perspective. And mm. that is an 800 step journey full of little hints, moments, uh, patient conversation, right? To help people come from a place of, I don't understand like why black people are having such a hard time to being like, oh crap, this country oppresses a group of people yeah. and I'm not a part of it, you know? And I thoroughly believe to gain a different perspective, you need exposure. You need exposure to people that are different than you. Um, and it'd Beautiful. be great. It'd be great to interact with those people. But nowadays, there are a lot of different things like podcasts and yeah. videos. I mean, we we see a lot more videos of like police brutality, and I think it helps us gain a little bit more perspective. I mean, you don't have to be black to help someone gain a black perspective, or at least to see a different perspective. Those conversations you have with your family, with your friends, makes a world of a difference. Because trust me, we're so tired of having them. <laughs> yeah, They're important too. They're so important, but they're so draining. So like exposure. And I think true like humility or what that can look like is like listening, mm-hmm. right? Like truly listening to what people are saying versus like listening to respond or to debate. Mm-hmm. I think those go a long way. And then once you feel like you have a different perspective and you see like, you feel like something's wrong, like get lift from where you can. Yeah. I'm, I'm so big on the widow's might, right? It's like, do what you can where you can. Don't overextend yourself. Lift from where you stand. Do what you can from where you are, right? Such a beautiful message. So one little coined phrase that you're going to just be able to write a book on is that patient conversation. Mm. That is, what a beautiful concept. What a, You need it. Just what a, a beautiful, beautiful concept. Patient conversation and start where you are do what you can <sighs> stacy this is life changing <laughs> like <laughs> seriously like i thought a lot about it <laughs> you're i'm really big on the word gentle right now mm-hmm. there's a michael mclean song called i can be gentle with myself and i have oh. a monthly coaching program and i made it the focus for july i can be gentle with myself mm-hmm. And then the other thing that you talked about, perspective. Mm. I I have a year of awesome calendar and there's 12 attributes each month. And I'm taking out, I I am in the process of taking out one of the attributes and adding in perspective as the new attribute. What are you taking out? I'm taking out um, ownership. Oh yeah, who needs that? I'm just kidding. (laughs) But the thing is that I already have integrity. Nice. And so I was like... What I'm missing Mm. in these 12 attributes, there's compassion, there's gratitude, right? Like there's all these attributes. What I'm missing, what I feel like I can do starting where I am Mm -hmm. is perspective. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so it needs to be added to my calendar. Mm -hmm. It needs to be, it's something that I've actually been very conscious of the last several years of my life, like in reading different books and listening to different, like, like you're saying, right? So, but then, okay, now start adding it in in my content, perspective, perspective, perspective. It's so much easier said than done. And it it is, it is, but it's not that (laughs) hard, man. It's like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's doable. You just follow 
different people on social media. Read a freaking book. Listen to a podcast. That, that's sometimes like all it takes to get the right? ball rolling. Yeah. Perspective. So anyway, beautiful, gentle, patient conversations. The, and I always put patient in there because patient. I think... I trust me, I am angry and I am frustrated and I am so tired, but we're not going to have change unless we get people on board. And the last thing, last thing that's going to help someone, the last thing that's going to help someone gain a new perspective is to antagonize them. And it might be easy to do and you might even be justified. You know what I mean? But if I need your support, you're not, I'm not going to get it from telling you how horrible you are of a human, right? Well, I feel like the type of support you will get from telling somebody how awful they are mm-hmm. is somebody who hates themselves. Oh, there's a lot of guilt out there right now, like a lot of... Oh, I've been living in it. That's why I I appreciate I appreciate so much the, the patience. Mm-hmm. The patience you have and the patience, not just that you have, but that you've spent an entire life cultivating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, I am, depending on the issue, right? When it comes to race right now, I, I just found on Facebook in 2017, I just shared this experience where I just broke, I had to go perform for Studio C for this live audience. I was the host, so I like warmed the audience up. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I found out about Philando Castile and I was like bawling backstage. Mm. I was like broken. And then I had to go put on this show for a bunch of like older white people. Yeah. And it was really hard because I knew that they probably didn't care. Yeah. Um, but I am, I'm so tired. Like I, my patience is like so worn thin. Yeah. And we still need those conversations. And that's where other people, that's where you guys can help. You know what I mean? And I feel like I've seen people shouldering this burden for me. And it's, it's amazing having these conversations with your friends and your families, like makes a world of a difference for me. Yeah. Well, I love that. Thank you so much. Okay. So Stacy, everybody's obsessed with you and in love with you now. (laughs) And they were probably already obsessed with you. They're not. They're going to be like, who's this guy that talks too fast? No, they're listening to me, Stacy. Okay. So they can follow you on Instagram. It's just Stacy Herky and there's E's just snuck in there every which way. Stacy E-Y. Yeah. And then Hark. K-E-Y. I don't know why I said it like that. Right? Like, hark. The E's before the Y's. But it is Herky. I'm saying it. Okay. So, Stacey Herky on Instagram. You can follow him. But just go tell him how much you appreciate everything that he shared with us today. And then, also, go freaking find JK Studios on YouTube. We're going to link to it. We'll we'll link to some of our favorite sketches that we watched together as a family. Some of my favorite sketches. And just um, tell Stacey how much you love him. Also, if you're organizing an event hire Stacy as a keynote speaker because I have made it my personal mission in life to um, push Stacy's professional speaking career forward. Oh he didn't ask me to and he might not even want me to, but he's very, very talented and oh. you should hire him as a keynote speaker. Okay, so Stacy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for I love you. Me. I know you're in love. That I, was amazing. How did you feel, Eric? I love that interview. It's one of my favorite ones that's ever happened on this podcast. He's such a stud. He's just an amazing person. He just inspires me to no end. I I think one of the reasons I realized I loved him so much, Eric, is he reminds me of you in a lot of ways. Aww. And so it was so funny. Eric and Stacy were just puttering around in the yard. And then Eric just pointed out to me that ZZ plant that Stacy talked about in the beginning of the interview. Mm-hmm. Eric's like, Allison, you have one of those? <laughs> Like in like on my dresser, it's like my plant in my planter. Eric takes care of it for me. And it's thriving. I mean, 
I, I take good care of it, but it's grown a ton. I mean, it is a hardy it's, plant. It's a hardy plant because it's in a kind of a crappy spot. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have like direct sunlight or even a lot of sunlight, but it's growing towards the sun. If you haven't noticed, the whole thing's like crawling towards the window. And that's actually the most beautiful thing I love about that plant is I go in there, it's in my boudoir where I get ready and it's kind of far away from the window. It's completely slanted, almost like looks like it's leaning out of the pot towards the light. Now the ZZ plant is going to remind me of this conversation with Stacy, but also it it reminds me of how important it is to try to turn towards that light. Even in the dark times, it doesn't mean that we're complacent. It doesn't mean that we can't get angry. It doesn't mean that we don't try to affect change. But I think Stacy is an incredible, beautiful example of making that change in the light. So I just want to thank him so much. Will you thank him too for how incredibly open and vulnerable he was with us? Will you go to his Instagram, S-T-A-C-E-Y-H-A-R-K-E? Why? So it's Stacy Harkey. There's E's in both of the names. That's his Instagram. Go and check out their hysterical comedy sketches. Go and see some of his amazing. He has an awesome speech from a pride parade that just moved me to tears as always. I'm obsessed. Follow him, support him, love him. But if nothing else, will you just go and tell him something you learned and thank him? I see you guys doing that when you go and say, hey, I heard you on Allison's podcast. And it means so much to me because because it means that I've invited people into a loving, safe community to share their hearts. And you are a part of that. You are that. You are the good. You are the good in this world. And Stacy, thank you so much. We have been a little sporadic on the podcast, but I'm really enjoying sharing these stories and I'm going to keep doing it. That's what I'm excited about right now. And so are there any reviews, Eric? Did anybody even oh care about gosh. us still? There's so many good ones. Seriously? Can, can we do two? Are there really new reviews? Yeah. I think I thought maybe everybody had stopped listening to the... Okay, no, people are... This is yeah. good. <laughs> so this is from... from I'm just enjoying these. This good. is from Finn Pham. She says, I have PTSD, and after mm. a week of full-time work, I typically crash really hard. I used to hate that my days off were spent feeling down and sleepy all the time. But I found this podcast, and Allison and Eric became my walking buddies. I'd go on a little walk and listen to what they had to say, and I always came back feeling lightened. Allison has helped me accept that sometimes it's okay not to get out of bed. Sometimes it's okay to watch TikTok for hours. Hours straight. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Or for four hours straight. Yeah, that's my girl. As long as you look at what's draining you in a mindful way. Both yeah. her and Eric have helped me accept that even when I'm not going and going and doing and doing, that I'm still as awesome as I need to be. <laughs> Lots, that's Allison's love language to hear that. Lots of love to you guys. Keep doing good, mindful work. P.S. Shout out to Eric of Pleasant Pictures Music Club too. My husband is loving using the music there for his videos. You know, I love that. That is my rallying cry is you don't have to go. You don't have to hate yourself. You don't have to be so hard on yourself and you are still going to be awesome and you're still going to crush it at life. <gasps> Thank you. Okay, we're going to send you goodies. Eric, pick another one. Yeah, yeah, Keep okay. going. I know. These are Wait, so that good. was Fim, Flim Flam? Fin Fam, F-I-N-N. Fin Fam. Okay, Fin Fam, shoot us an email. I'll tell you the address after this next one. Okay, this is from Emily writing review. She says, are you serious with episode 127? Yes. 
Daryl, Allison, and Eric are the perfect group. Daryl's inspiring poetry and wisdom and action demanding. Allison's questions are insightful and thought-provoking. And Eric leaves you feeling infinitely better than you did before with his seamless editing and music. I wrote a review about a month ago giving this podcast five stars, but I had to edit it to say that after listening to every episode, episode 127 is the absolute best one of this podcast. <gasps> Allison and Eric are at their highest level of quality, and it's clear they're only going to get better and more awesome. I love myself. You guys, I have too many emotions to handle this. Okay, who is that from? Emily writing reviews. Emily writing those reviews, crushing it. Will both of you, FinFam and Emily, shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. Man, these are good. These are some of the, this is like the best batch. I want to read more, but we'll do it. I guess we can save them for next time. We'll do like two a week. <sighs> yeah, especially time. because we're, we've been spacing out a bit. Yeah, so. yeah. These are amazing. So I'll probably go back and read some of these other ones. So if you're listening, know that I love and appreciate these reviews. Thank you guys for sharing the reviews. Thank you, especially now that uh, I have people like Daryl, who's just opening his heart. I always have people. I always have people who open their heart. But you're not just sharing me. You're sharing Daryl's poetry. You're not just sharing our podcast. You're sharing Stacy's life-changing message. And so I feel even more empowered to say, if this touches you, text it to a friend, share it on Instagram, leave us a review because that helps boost it um, and boost me and Eric. And it it gets us all fired up to to do even better for you and, and bring you the stuff that can help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. I've got hard things going on and I've also got fun things going on, but I just want to test to fi. All you got to do, my friends, all you have to do is try to tap into that awesome that's inside of you. Align with that beauty, align with that peace. Let's all take a deep breath in and out. Tap into that. You might have to fight through it. You might need to go to a therapist. You might need to get medication. You might need a journal. Whatever it is, it's worth fighting for because it's not worth fighting for. It's worth surrendering to. You don't have to fight You just have to surrender. And when you align with your highest self, when you align with ease, with peace, you will be able to take the action that you want to take. And dreams do come true. There is joy still to be had on this earth, messed up and scary as it is. And I just am so grateful to get to share that on this podcast and because it's true it's true for me I know it's true for you we're gonna do what we can to make it true for everyone I want to remind you only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be Mr. Eric Robertson you have been soothing my shaky nerves with your beautiful tunes what do you have for us today oh my gosh so I'm stoked we just released a brand new collection of songs to our library what's the collection called it's called lo-fi hip-hop because I was really loving this is good stuff I'm just so excited I love one of my favorite things to do is when I see I'm I'm in Instagram and I get tagged and some awesome person has made a video or an ad or film they're working on and they're like 
music by Pleasant Pictures Music Club. They're proud of it because it's so freaking dope. Well, and what we didn't get to put on the podcast that you and Stacy talked about afterwards is how much JK Studios loves using your music. Oh, JK yeah. Studios uses a lot of Pleasant Pictures Music Club music. Yeah, this uh, song is called Something, and it is brand new. And right now, for a limited time, our library is stupid cheap. It's $99 a year. That's going to change. So if you're thinking about making any type of video or podcast or ad or Instagram or home videos or whatever you need some rad music for, I would highly suggest jumping on that. Do it. Here we go. Here's something. (laughs) 